Welcome once again, everybody, to Ask, where you ask questions and we answer them. Three great questions on this edition of Ask, so you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Don't forget, you can ask questions and we need your questions. So go to cornerstonebv.org, media page, uh, ask, and then you can put in your question from there. So if you have it, other people do too, or maybe just you do. So what? Be selfish. Let's get it in here. I'll answer it. Uh, just wait a few weeks. You're going to have to watch every single show to see when is Pastor Jamie going to answer my question. I'm sure it's that exciting. All right, this one says, good morning, Pastor Jamie. So good morning back to you, if it's still morning time. Probably when you see this, it's during the evening, but that's okay. Could you talk about progressive Christianity? I've been seeing lots of positive references to it from other Christians on social media and what it means to the church. Thanks. Progressive Christianity is a term that sort of um, replaced what used to be called liberal Christianity. And you don't want to think necessarily conservative liberal like politics, but sort of liberal, liberal interpretations of um, the scriptures and what our faith really is. And that's dangerous, right? Because now you can make changes to it. Progressive really is the same thing, right? To be progressive is supposedly to progress or make progress. So it implies that we change things because you know what? The Christianity from last century, eh, we got to make some changes because our culture is different. That's what it implies. What is it exactly? Well, it calls itself Christianity because it's based loosely on scriptures and they'll use the scriptures and some of our church traditions and worship and even some of our songs, although they'll come up with their own as well. Um, and, and, and it still is supposedly based on Jesus. But you got to be careful. It's very, very different than biblical uh, gospel-centered Christianity, the one that, that you should really full sail want to be a part of. Progressive Christianity typically uh, takes Christ and takes away him as Lord um, and Savior, and instead he becomes a more moral teacher and uh, a, a great example of morality. So we love Jesus. He's a great guy, teaches great things. You should be kind, you should be gentle, and those all sound good, but it takes away incredibly important things. Why did Jesus come, right? He didn't come to start a religion and teach you how to be kind. He came to save you. So progressive Christianity tends to, to kind of water down or completely take away, depending on where you're at, uh, the idea of the fallen world and the destructive qualities of our personal sin, separation from God, hell, judgment of God, God's wrath. You don't find those things for the most part in progressive Christianity because those are icky. We don't want to talk about sin. Just be good. Just be moral, right? Jesus kind of, right? And, and, and so there's none of that. And therefore, the, the cross, while is still there, the meaning behind it is lost. And that is Jesus came to die for sinners, to take our place, to pay and, and absorb the full wrath of God for us because we can't. I'm a sinner. I need a savior. Jesus died for me, right? That's the good news. That's what we call the gospel. And progressive Christianity, and it might still have the stories of the cross, the resurrection, and all that, but they've, they've, they really push away that and they focus on be kind, be moral, be a good person. And so then the practical implications of that that are even, that are just really dangerous are that 
you, you can now reinterpret scriptures. You can kind of like, no, God wouldn't want us to judge people. And now we can start accepting things that are very clearly um, called sin in the Bible. Homosexuality, transgender, right? A lot of other things as well. Social gospel becomes more important than the real gospel. What does that mean? Social gospel is where uh, the good news where the church is supposed to be is just go and be charitable. Now, are we to be charitable? Yes. Are we to love the poor, the widows, the orphans? Yes, 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 and amen. But that's all that's emphasized in the progressive Christianity because we're just supposed to be good people. Don't worry about sin. Don't worry about a savior. So for me to be kind to you, um, social gospel would say, I just feed you. I help you. I don't try to get you to think about how God wants you to change your life, that you are a sinner and need a savior. That's too icky. That's too judgmental, right? So what is then, what should you do with progressive Christianity? You should absolutely, wholeheartedly stay away from it. It is not the good news of Christ. It doesn't have good news at all because it has nothing to say about your sin. And that's really what Christ came for. And so if you are in a church that is social gospel, really, you can say that's progressive. We don't talk about sin. We don't really talk about why Jesus died for us. We don't try to be judgmental. You need to leave immediately. It is not a Christian church. It is something else entirely. Okay? Uh, Paul said, if the, you know, if, if the angels came and gave us a different gospel, we should forsake it and reject that. Right? So that's what you should do. All right. Great, great question. I'm really glad you asked that. Um, so second one, when Jesus says not to cast our pearls before swine, who and what is he talking about exactly? Right? And so that comes from Matthew 7, uh, chapter 7, verse 6. And this is what Jesus said. Do not give dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. Okay. This, interestingly enough, is kind of a harsh statement, right, by Jesus. It says, hey, be careful about casting your pearls, which would be a great treasure, before pigs, which for Jewish people are the lowest of love, right? Um, but this comes in the midst of Jesus um, talking about being very careful about us being harsh and judgmental towards people. So you got to remember the context. Jesus isn't saying being harshly and judgmental towards someone and saying, you're a swine, I'm not going to give do anything good for you. That clearly can't be what he means because he just stated, hey, that's not how we're supposed to be. So what does he mean? He's talking about uh, the, the pearl would be the message of the gospel, the good news of Christ, right? To share Christ um, with someone and God's word and, and, and just God's revelation to us, right? That, that we are called to share, not judge and say you're not worthy of the gospel, but to share with them. However, you've maybe experienced, if this, you've been a Christian for any length of time, those who are just rejecting and they actually fight against that, they're clearly hard-hearted about it, they don't want to hear about it, that at some point, Jesus says, you come to the point where, why am I wasting this wonderful, beautiful news with someone who has no desire for it? Instead, turn around and share it with someone else. And I think that's the biggest take that you can take from that verse. Um, okay, let's finish with this one. I want to start memorizing scripture. Fabulous. Where in the Bible would be a good place to start? Okay. A couple things, first of all, about memorizing scripture. It's great practice, great discipline, because it's hiding God's word in your heart. Um, you can be going through, throughout your day and these scriptures can come back to you and you're like, it can really help you live by God's word, right? So great, great discipline. Um, a couple of tools or, or things to think about. One, if you're a tech person, meaning you just simply have a smartphone, which you probably do, and you have apps on that, and you kind of know what that is, 
Some people you may not, that's okay. But if you do, there's some really good Bible memorization apps. Um, probably the most highly rated one is simply called Bible Memory App. But you can do the research on your own, which one works best for you. But a lot of times they'll remind you to do it, they'll store your scriptures, they'll give you hints, still kind of, uh, there's just some really great tools that technology can help you with that. So go for it. Another thing to think about um, is if you don't do that and you just want to memorize scripture, maybe putting them on cards, get an accountability partner. It will help if like every once a week you get together with someone, whether on the phone or on Zoom or, you know, FaceTime or in person, even better, um, is that's going to be some accountability. It's like, I know, hey, Steve's here. He's going to listen to my verses. I better, I better make sure I do it instead of, oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Accountability is so good for something like scripture memorization because it's something that we always say we want to do. Then we don't. But if you have someone who's going to be kind of checking in, it will help. Okay. So what should you do? Like what kinds of truths should you memorize? And that's a much harder part of this question. Um, I, you can Google, I would just say, hey, find certain topics. If you Google best verses to memorize, there's all kinds of lists out there that pastors or, or writers have come up with, 100 best verses to memorize, or it'll give you topics. And that's kind of how I would think about it. Like, it, it, you know, maybe some scriptures on, how, on what to do when you're tempted to sin right, or the, the, the remind you to love of Christ, or, or just the salvation found in Christ. Different topics so that you can just have scripture for any, ready for any situation. But there's so many different directions you can go, but there's really a lot of guidance. There's books out there, there's, there's articles all over the internet. Use it for your, for your good and to be helpful. But either way, any scripture you memorize can be great, right? Um, so if you wanna memorize a whole book or whole chapter, maybe the uh, book of Galatians, um, or the book of Ephesians, or Romans would be good, perhaps. Okay, God bless. Talk to you next time. Sign up for one of our worship services uh, this weekend, and make sure you ask your good questions on cornerstonebb.org. See you next week. Have an awesome one, everybody.